Episode 14, 3 and Out Podcast, Brett Shavs, Ben Pope, Mike Cicchetti. Fellas, it's now past Turkey Day. How was everyone's holiday? We'll start with Mike. How was your holiday? What was your favorite side dish from Thanksgiving? Ooh, my favorite side dish, you know, gotta go with Mama's homemade stuffing. Stuffing, huh? Yeah, none, none of the store-bought, you know, stove top out of the box. We, we don't, we don't, we don't like do that. that right here. Stuffing, I, I love it. Nothing beats it, in my opinion. What's in your mama's stuffing? No, mama's stuffing. It comes with the breadcrumbs, a little, little celery, a little garlic. And, you know, it's all a secret, all a big secret. But, you know, I ain't hating because nothing better than mama's homemade stuffing right there. I'm going to eat that boy up and, and go for leftovers and rightovers. Wow. Okay. Ben? Okay. Uh, I like my uh, my Grammy's uh, cornbread. Shake Hey, cornbread done right? Mm. But it's not like – it's more of like a corn bake because it's not like the – So is it like a little more like condensed or is it like flaky like normal corn bread? I'm going to tell you, Brett. It's more uh, – it's less like uh, like country cornbread where it's like flaky and stuff. It's more like creamy, if you get what Ooh. I'm saying. Want to try my country cornbread? Well – It's not creamy. It's a little offensive, but all right. No, you know, we have a good time. Today on the episode 14 – you know, we're going to wind down, take it back. We're all, we're all, really? we're take all it back now, y'all. Yep. Taking it back. Uh, we're, we're all full after all full after the holidays, our bellies of stuff. So we're just going to, you know, have some great conversation about football, Thanksgiving football past, um, one of the, one of the greatest times of the year. I come up with some, uh, with some questions, little talking points for the guys to, so we can discuss different things. I came up with two questions per division. What? Just little, uh, little, little talking points. C- 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 crazy. Yeah, and we'll um, we'll just talk about those. If you guys have anything else to add before I kick it off, no. Let's venture out. All right, so we'll start. You know, at the top of the top, we'll start with the AFC East as always. Uh, my first question for you guys, and it, this is for anyone just open discussion, whoever wants to pick it up. Uh, first question: The AFC East are the Patriots the new team to beat in the division? Yeah. Very straightforward question there, Mike. Uh, yeah, you know, oh, starting off real straightforward for you. I, you know, I knew you were going to uh, nitpick that one. I know you're going <laughs> to nitpick many others. Well, that's but, a little hurtful. Just, just expand on know, your answers. You know, I, I, I understand. Uh, well, they're the division leader. Uh, they got a couple games coming up against the Bills. Uh, this next uh, stretch of six weeks here, starting with week 13, got the Monday night matchup. And, uh, you know, Bills coming off a really big win on Thanksgiving against the Saints, but Patriots still on their six-game winning streak. You know, honestly, they're probably uh, the best game, best team in the AFC coming into this week, uh, just based off their prior performances and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just no reason to believe against them. All right, beautiful uh, BC. <laughs> I still think Buffalo is the favorite to win the division. Um, yes, the Patriots have been the hottest team, and as of right now, correct me if I'm wrong, are they in first place right now? They are. They are, okay. Um, for the past two weeks. The past two weeks. I, I, to me, I still have confidence in Buffalo winning this division. Um, Mac Jones has been playing extremely well, um, and this offense has been firing on all cylinders, but I think the biggest thing for the Patriots has been the defense. Um, they've been really solid. Bill Belichick's scheme has been there, um, and they've been 
they're actually overperforming from what we expected at the beginning of the 2021 season. So um, looking at it as a whole, I don't think New England can keep up this high-level pace throughout the rest of the season. Um, that's just my personal thoughts. I think Buffalo's starting to pick it up again in the run game. Um, with Matt Breida coming in and actually taking a significant role, I think they like his speed and his versatility that he brings to the backfield as opposed to Singletary and Moss. Um, and I think this defense is starting to come around as well. Uh, Rousseau and Oliver are starting to find things out. Um, the only thing that's hurting for Buffalo, they did just lose Tredavious White. That's big. Um, that's deal. huge news. So now they have to rely on Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde to really be the leaders of the secondary. Um, so we'll see where things take us. But for me, I still think I still think Buffalo can win this division. Yeah, my standpoint is that mainly schedules are pretty much the same. They're both facing each other twice. They both face a somewhat difficult team. The Bills face uh, the Buccaneers at home next week are in Tampa, uh, meaning them at home. And they uh, the Patriots go to Indianapolis after this upcoming week. Uh, they have the bye as well in there as well. So. Um, they both have easy games in Miami and Jacksonville for the Patriots, Falcons and Jets for the Bills. So it really depends on these two games. And if it happens the way that I think it is, where they split, it's it's about who's winning uh, the division right now, and it's the Patriots. And you mentioned Tre'Davious Tra- White as well. That's going to be a huge hit. Yeah. Uh, just because the Patriots are overperforming from where we expected them at the beginning of the season doesn't really mean anything right now because they're playing better uh pre like season narrative shouldn't really matter at this point we're into week 13 now i think it's just whatever the team's doing right now and uh the way that they're playing they're playing like the best team in the afc and the most complete team in the afc yeah i'm trying to make their cornerback depth i know they have um levi wallace and then that guy they just i'm blanking on his name the young guy that they just extended um teron johnson so, I mean, they still have experience in the cornerback room, but Tredavious White being like an all-pro, could be an all-pro caliber guy, that's a that's a big loss for them. Yeah, yeah just less is Dane Jackson, Levi Wallace at the moment. Right. I know Teron Johnson and Levi Wallace would be the two starters there. Oh, my bad. You're but, looking at ESPN. I'm looking at yeah. NFL. But Bless yeah. you. So, that was, a, that was a good one to start off. And the next uh, next AFC East one. Um, they've, they've been on a, on a little uh little run. Oh, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins are are they finally getting back into their twenty twenty form? Uh, no, because they have been playing bad teams. Uh, I don't know. I'm actually gonna pull up their schedule, uh, just for the rest of the season, just so I'm not talking uh, out of my rear here. But they did have the good game against the Ravens, but their other wins in this four game winning streak, the Texans. The Jets and the Panthers, who have been on a pretty much downfall for the rest of the season. Now, I will say the next three Giants, Jets, and the Saints, including their bye week in there, that might be three easy wins, but they also have the Titans and the Patriots in there. And the way that the AFC is set up right now, I think they're too far out. They are. To make a playoff run. I think teams like the Chargers, the Steelers, the Bengals, uh, I feel like I'm forgetting some of the Broncos. They're all set up better at this moment in time. I agree. And even though they might have stronger schedules ahead, it's going to be tough for the Dolphins to make like a 4-1-5-0 run here right? to run the table and uh, no, win. Yeah, I don't think they are making the playoffs at all. Like Even when 
the talks of them getting Deshaun Watson and all this stuff cleared up, even if they acquired him before the deadline, I still didn't think it would be enough just because no. of how many losses they have and how how uh, jam packed the AFC is. And I will say, like looking at a stat that was released, I think it was just on socials about two of this month. He's been phenomenal. Like he's top, been really good. Top five, top ten, in almost every statistical uh, category for quarterbacks. One thing you want to keep in mind is he's been averaging. Uh, eight and a half yards per attempt or per throw, I want to say. Uh, but yards after catch is really coming into play with guys like Jalen Waddle, uh, the two tight ends that he's got in. Uh, I know it's Gasecki and Adam Shaheen. No, it's not him. Hunter, Hunter Long. No. No, no, no. He had five catches the other day. I, I don't want to move on until I figure out this guy's name because I know it. Uh, Durham Smythe. Ah. Got him right there. Yeah, uh, but the tight ends have been big. Waddle's been big. Miles Gaskin's been big. Uh, they added in Phil Lindsay as well, who immediately uh, became their second most efficient Russell. Sorry, Savon Ahmed. Um, but yeah, it's it's really interesting to see the success they're having, especially with they've been really playing the consistent defense since that Baltimore game. Mm. Uh, similar scheming. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be too hard of a mountain to climb. All right. Yeah, I don't see them making the playoffs either. I think they dug themselves too deep into a hole. Right. Um, the defense is starting to come around. I will say that. They had a good game against Carolina. Um, I think that the run game, especially for Miami when I look at it as a whole, Ben mentioned it, Gaskin and Lindsey have been been doing pretty successful the past couple of weeks with Gaskin finally starting to mold into that starting role that a lot of people thought he was going to be at the beginning of the season. And then, obviously, you know you're going to get a Philip Lindsay as a dual threat back. Um, and I think that's a steal of a pickup for Miami. Um, but like you mentioned as well, Tua's finally starting to come around a little bit here in this, I, want, I don't want to say back half of the season, but towards the end of the season. Um, and he's finally starting to get a mold and get a grip of what he has on offense. Uh, the tight ends have definitely been the heavy jumbo package and truly leading this passing game along with Jalen Waddle as well. Um, but I just don't think it's enough. Um, like Ben mentioned as well, you have too many teams that are just the bridge over 500 or approaching 500 where they're set up better. Um, so I don't, I don't think it's um, going to be enough for Miami, even if they went on a big run. Right. All right, jump over to the NFC East now. Is that cool with you boys? Follow me. All right, let's start off with um, this one. Ready? Are the Dallas Cowboys finally Super Bowl contenders? And how serious do we take them? Did you you watch them play on Thursday, Mike? I think you could have had a better setup here for them. I think they're not Super Bowl contenders anymore. And I'm not even sure if they're divisional winners anymore. My goodness. Have you been... Don't don't jump ahead. Oh, Stay well, on this one. you're talking about the Cowboys. Yep. Uh, but they're not Super Bowl contenders anymore. Um, I think they're still like decent for like winning the NFC, but it's growing a bigger and bigger concern. Like, tell me, like a couple weeks ago, they're probably like second or third on that list, but they're dropping behind teams like Tampa and the Rams quick. And those teams aren't even playing that phenomenal. It's just the Cowboys have been really lost over this four game stretch mm-hmm. that they've played. Uh, Coach McCarthy's going to be out uh, this week against the Saints. Um, 
I'll probably actually win big because of that. No offense, Mike McCarthy. Um, but they'll probably win just because of the Cowboys' nature. Who has the um, coaching duties? Does he kill him more? No. Dan Quinn. Dan no. I'm pretty sure they announced someone else. Let me look it up. No. They, he said he was going to be on the sideline, but they didn't say he was going to be head coach. I know they announced someone else. Uh, as we get, like, four different people type against that. The defense hasn't been playing as phenomenal. Giving up 33 against the Raiders. Uh, gave up a bunch against the Broncos as no, well. So uh, the one win that they did have in there. I... Dan Quinn. Will okay. serve it will as be an Dan Quinn. Coach, yeah. All right. Well, there we go. Um, but, yeah, just the defense hasn't play, been playing as consistent. They've been missing pieces on there. Uh, the offense has looked lost. Dak has looked lost at times. He came, made a bit of a comeback against the Raiders, but that's not the type of secondary that you want to brag about coming back against. Right. Um, yeah, it was just an ugly game on Thanksgiving, and they've just been playing off foot, especially in those games against the Chiefs and the Broncos. Brett, thoughts? Uh, I'm actually reading it here. Um, it says it was expected that Dan Quinn is going to be the duties, but it's going to be Rob Davis. Um, I believe he's the quarterback's coach, I want to say. Oh, Bobby um, D? Yeah. So he'll be the uh, – I don't know. Um, but – He'll be the head coach uh, for Thursday against the Saints. Um, I He'll also do just good a job, if not better than Coach McCarthy. No disrespect. <laughs> I already rude. said that. That's a little rude. <laughs> Is he wrong? I don't think they're Super Bowl contenders. Um, about McCarthy, I'm, I'm not a big Mike McCarthy fan. McCarthy I, I, I don't think. Back? It, <laughs> yeah. I could go on a I could yeah. go on a tangent about Mike McCarthy, but. Well. Um, I just I don't think Dallas is a real contenders. Is this a Mike um, McCarthy episode? Nope. Move on. All right. Um, and no, no, I said from Mike McCarthy, not Brett. Oh, oh, Brett. You you move on Brett? from me. That was rude. I would love to continue with you, Brett. You look like I was saying move on from you. I didn't care about Mike McCarthy. Um, I don't think the secondary has been uh, spectacular for Dallas the past couple of weeks. I think Tre- Trevon Diggs really headlined that secondary and uplifted it a little bit, but past four or five games, Trevon Diggs has been allowing quite a bit of chunky yardage to the receivers he's been matched up with one-on-one. Um, and then you look at it as a whole. Um, the defensive line's getting better. Carlos Basham, uh, Micah Boogie. Parsons, the stud. Um, but I just don't, like Ben said, I think they're lost. Um, there's there's something not clicking there, and I don't know what it is. You so. know what's really going to help them? What? They got uh, D-Law and Randy Gregory back at practice this week. Yeah. So those are two big defensive you line know, additions. They got the defensive version of Jameis Winston, so, you know. Uh, Appreciate you, know, Appreciate you know, it, uh, wow. just work out that way. But, yeah, I don't think the Super Bowl contenders anymore, and dare I say, losers in the NFCs. Ooh. Well, that's, that's a little, very hurtful. That's a little brash. So uh, a little follow-up now. You ready for this one, guys? Looking at looking at the NFC East, who is the second best team in this division? Do you guys think Washington? I was gonna say Dallas, and I was gonna throw a mic at him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's uh. How can you not say Washington? If you're gonna put up an argument for Joe Judge and Nick Sirianni. When they had a 13-7 to game, 
when there was a chance it could have been a shootout. Shout out Jalen Rager. I think the Eagles are better. Um, okay, this is good. This is why I came up with these questions. Go, Ben. So I think the Eagles are better. I think they had one bad game, and Jalen Hurts had a really bad game against the Giants, which I, I really can't defend on that. I will say the two of those picks were not his fault. One was a missed P.I. call, and another was off the – I think it was either off the hands or off of Boston Scott in some way. Without the terrible hands of Jalen Rager, the Eagles would have won that terrible game. Uh, against the Giants, and you kind of be like, oh, who, what running quarterback had a terrible game and won despite all the picks that he threw the other day? Lamar Jackson. I'm not saying look, Lamar Jackson is Jalen Hurts, but they've been compared a lot as of recently because they com- had very similar numbers over the first 14 games, you guys. And the Eagles, defense has been kind of underrated. They've been playing, yeah, they've been. They've been playing good against – Solid teams. I, I'm not going to say that, like, against good offenses, they haven't been, uh, like, letting up points and everything, but they've been holding up really well against mm-hmm. these, like, middle-of-the-line offenses. And even look back into the Chargers game a couple weeks back where they pretty much shut down Justin Herbert uh, decently well. I think the Eagles have more of – even though they have less playmakers on offense, I think that if – ran right i think their offense is stronger um i do trust ron rivera more uh in washington but i think putting the collective together and looking at their schedules as well i do think that the eagles um have the better shot and probably are the better team the rest of the season and i gotta show my love to darius slay because he's been big he's play been slay. really yeah he's been really doing well this season after last season he's been Gio can attest to this he's been very Little yikes last year, but he's been really locking up, um, you know, number one receivers this, this whole season. So shout out. Now on the other, on the flip side of things, tell tell me why you think Washington is the second best. Well, if for, if we look at it for starters, uh, the run game for Washington, we saw it last night. McKissick and Gibson have really started to mesh together as a nice one-two punch. As opposed to what we saw at the beginning of the season when we thought Gibson was going to be the predominant guy, but. Obviously, it took a little while to figure it out, but now they're starting to click. Um, they've had Curtis Samuel come back, DeAndre Carter, who has stepped in as a pretty nice compliment piece for Taylor Heineke, and there it is right there, Taylor Heineke. If I look at him as a whole, he's had his ups and downs throughout the season, but he's starting to feel a little bit more comfortable where they stand in Washington. I feel like Ron Rivera is starting to gain a little bit more trust in his capabilities. He's been calling a lot more of the plays independently. He's been reading the defenses a lot better and at a faster rate. And then the defense as well hasn't been terrible either. They locked up Russell Wilson last night. They've locked up Tampa Bay. I don't know. To me, Washington just is starting to click again, even though Chase Young's not on the field. Um, they're starting to click again, and I think they're starting to find their own Tough way, one. even without Chase Young being the face right now. Tough one. It's a huge one. Yeah, I mean, besides Dak Prescott, I don't – trust any of these three other quarterbacks they're all question marks to me I think Jalen I don't think Jalen Hurts is a question mark um I think Heineke can still be a question mark sometimes and I definitely think J- Daniel Jones is a question here's why Brett this. you want to sorry Mike Brett you want to make the statement uh that we talked about last week about Jalen Hurts that you thought was this when we compared the two mysteriously no 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 
We were just talking about like top ten quarterbacks and oh, stuff like yeah. that. I and said that Jalen Hurts is arguably a top ten quarterback right now. Top fifteen for sure. He's an arguable top ten quarterback. He's put up similar numbers to Lamar Jackson as Gion shakes his head. Look, okay, here's Jalen Hurts. All these three quarterbacks, these the Daniel Jones, Jalen Hurts, and Taylor Heineke, they they have some plays where they really impress you, but their lows are low. So it's really tough to gauge them because they have high highs but low lows. So you can't trust them, you know what I'm saying, in the long run. And that's like my that's my thing with these guys. Yeah, but here's the thing. Jalen Hurts hasn't had the high highs and the low lows. He's, He's been solid throughout the entire season. I disagree. I, he he shows flashes. I think uh, Jalen Hurts is a pretty dang good quarterback. And just in my eyes, I don't think he has the weapons yet fully, like, vamped up to no, really he be there. He doesn't. But I think given time, give it one or two years, I think Jalen Hurts can, can be a top 10 quarterback. Easily. Do you think he is now? No. Okay. He's arguably. Arguable. There's a case. A small one, but there's a case. I think he's top 15, absolutely. All right, I'm, I'm interested here. I'll ask this to both of you guys, and I want to look this over quick before I talk out of my... Okay, so Jalen Hurts has played, what, one, two, three, four, five... He's played every game this season. Well, yeah, I'm just giving you guys numbers here. Nine, oh. ten... Okay, so he's played 12 weeks. Do you guys have had a buy yet? Okay, so he's played 12 weeks. How many games do you think he's had with a QBR over 90? Played 12 games? No, no, no. You know what? QBR over 80. How many games? 12 games. Yep, he's played 12 games. Say nine of them. Nine of them, okay? QBR over 80. I think that's, like, average. Uh, I'll give him six. What about two? You serious? Two games. Holy yeah, moly! The that's game against tough. the Lions, where he threw the ball fourteen times, and the <laughs> twenty-seven, twenty-four pass attempts. Yep, and he completed nine of them Quit uh, the for one hundred three yards. Against defense. Yep. Because uh, the they ran the ball for like three hundred yards. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And then against well, the Chargers. Some context, man. That's some context. And then against the Chargers, where he threw seventeen times, and they lost twenty-seven, twenty-four. Yeah, that's see, mind blowing. Yeah, um, it's a tough one. I, I think it's time we move on. Yeah, I, I think this is also time to move I on. I think it's I think it's time we move on. Okay. <laughs> Next one, we'll head to the AFC North. You guys ready for this one? Start start a real simple. Start with the we'll start by the top. Okay. Are the Bengals making it out on top this year? No. No. Do tell. Do tell. Baltimore. Big trust. Do tell. The Bengals have been kind of inconsistent. They want two straight, but even if the game against the Raiders was a little iffy, they absolutely demolished the Steelers twice. But why would I not trust the Ravens, even though they're demolished with injuries? They've been missing big guys all year yet. And, it, and they're it, still playing. Been, they've been impressive with all the guys that have been out. Yeah, they're playing at an impressive level. Yeah, so no concerns with the Ravens. If I had concerns with the Ravens, maybe I'd give some love to the Bengals. But yep. the Ravens are probably like the second or third best team in the AFC. So I have no troubles there. Going Baltimore. 
I'm also going Baltimore. You're going Baltimore. They the Bengals beat up on the Steelers, which no offense, it's pretty easy to do. Well, uh, stop jumping ahead. We'll, we'll start with you on the next one. So, um, I I I just give my full faith to Lamar Jackson, and the run game's been solid, even though we all thought it was gonna be poop. Um, even even guys have stepped up in the passing game too. Mark Andrews had a big game the other night. Um, Marquise Brown stepped up. Sammy Watkins, he's done solid. You now have Rashad Bateman in the mix. I, I I don't see why you can't take Baltimore in this case, other than the fact you're arguing Cincinnati's D offense just absolutely explodes in the last couple of games, but I I see Baltimore here. I like it. Brett, we're gonna start with you. Okay. You know, we know the uh the old man out there in Pittsburgh. He's done. Uh, come until the end. Come until the Jeez. end. The old man out there in Pittsburgh, they're, a lot of their big players are starting to get older. You got Joe Hayden, the number one corner. You got Cam Hayward. He's on the bad side of 30, I believe. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. What is Pittsburgh's plan looking at like the next few years, Spe- like specifically this offseason? Like, where do they move from here? I've spent a considerable amount of time looking at the Steelers and – what they have. And um, this is why I'm starting with Brett. Brett, I love this. Continue. Um, I think they're trending towards a bridge year. Um, yeah. They're trending towards the mediocre melodies to quote Ben. Um, <laughs> I, I think this is Ben Roethlisberger's last year, whether or not they make the playoffs. Oh, I think it's Ben. Um, I think this is going to be Mason Rudolph's job um, next season. Um, I don't trust Dwayne Haskins in the offense. I think Mason Rudolph is a little bit more experienced with the scheming that Mike Tomlin has. Um, this is this is don't shake your head. This is absolutely Mason Rudolph's job for at least a year. It's a bridge year. You can't put Mason Rudolph in for three to four seasons and expect to make the playoffs. It's not possible. So you put in Mason Rudolph for a year. You see what you work with. You build up your talent. Then you go out and get a franchise quarterback. You use Mason Rudolph until then. Throw the guy in. Bam. It's easier said than done, but I think this is Rudolph's job after Roethlisberger retires. And in terms of the defense, they're in trouble, um, especially in the cornerback room. Right. You let Steven Nelson walk. Joe yep. Hayden's getting up there in age. Yeah. You let Mike Hilton walk to Cincinnati, who's yeah. popping off right now. And then you look at the linebacking core. Devin Bush has been a bust this season. Oh, he's been so Alex Highsmith's been on and off the field with injuries. Um, Cam Hayward and Stephen Tuitt, they've been okay. And then T.J. Watts, um, without, without saying anything, Great. Um, but Do you think T.J. Watt is going to be comparable to J.J. Watt on the Texans in, like, 2019? He's just, like, the only player on that defense? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you have Minka Fitzpatrick. He hasn't really – he's been quiet this season, but I think a lot of the Steelers' defensive talk is surrounded around T.J. Watt. Right, but oh, the the good thing about Fitz, you know what you have in him. No, player. yeah, right, hundred percent. I'm not saying Fitz isn't a, a good player. Right, he's a fantastic player. I just and think he's still super young. The entire Steelers secondary is very, very questionable. It's a mix between really young and really old. Um, but I definitely think there's going to be some really troublesome years coming for the Steelers. I, it's going to be weird. You know what that ain't? That ain't no Gaba. Ben, let's hear it. Yeah, no problem, man. They're they're starting to get up there in terms of cap space too. Like I'm not saying like they don't have cap space, I'm saying they do. I believe next no, season in twenty twenty two I believe they're within the top twelve in terms of cap space. <laughs> so they have room to potentially not saying it's possible, but they could have room to go get Aaron Rodgers. 
Um, just throwing it out there. Hold on. Okay. Um, You're jumping ahead. You're jumping the gun. You're jumping the gun. Uh, yeah, so any team with TJ Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Cameron Hurryward, I'm not having Mason Rudolph start as starting quarterback. Uh, I would consider guys like Teddy Bridgewater and Jameis Winston on the free agent market. I swing for the fences on Aaron Rodgers because the Steelers aren't getting any younger and they've got three really good defenders in those three guys and they've Mm -hmm. got all good young offensive players that under Rodgers like would do phenomenal like Najee Deontay Johnson Chase Claypool would be phenomenal Fryermuth as well Rodgers loves his tight ends in the end zone that would be great um I'm not saying it's the best fit but it is a fit um, but it's beginning to like be a little harder for me to see that happen just because uh, the Packers have been so unbelievable, and we'll talk probably talk about them later. Talk about um, them next. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I think they either – yeah, it's tough. I think they try and acquire someone on the, on the market, and if nothing really clicks there – see what the quarterback situation is in the draft but i don't there isn't anyone that really like stands out to me at least right now it's really early in the draft process uh so it's probably easier to say like a couple months before but yeah it's definitely not going to be big then all right uh, because keep this we're going to segue into the next question okay okay we're moving to nfc north moving on to green bay aaron Rodgers. oh you know everything in the offseason him leaving green bay if he does leave, who are some possible fits that you guys see? Well, Patrick Peterson? Yeah. Well, that's just my NFC North one. You're talking to the number one Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers stand, and that's what you throw out? Okay. If Okay, hypothetically, Packers win it all. Does Rodgers still leave? Yeah. No. Yeah. I think Rodgers. If he wins a Super Bowl, he's leaving. You think so? Yep. Retiring? Hosting no. Jeopardy? No, he's not retiring. Okay. State Farm Jeopardy with Jake. Beautiful. That was 1A. Now went to 1B. You ready? Possible fits. Give For Rodgers or the Packers? For Rodgers. Bo- both of you. The Broncos. The Steelers. I would love the Broncos. Seattle. No. No. Throwing it out there. Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> the two teams I just mentioned are fits for Russ is the Seahawks. There's something wrong there, man. If they it's can, e- fit- they got to get rid of Pete Carroll, or they got to just. I get think rid of some of their guys because they're not a good football team. Right, let's save this for the NFC East um, or NFC West. Sorry, but Rogers, continue. Yeah, so Broncos, I would say. What the Steelers? I just said. Um, Washington, maybe. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I, don't I still know. see them go on the draft route this year. I I still do. But well, they didn't want to do that last year, and last year was the prime time for them to do it. So, it's maybe they like Heineke. I don't know. I just wanted to pull up all the teams here. Um, I think if Rodgers leaves, I think the Broncos and the Steelers are the front runners. That's just my take. Um. There are definitely some other fits. Um, if Dave Gettleman gets fired, the Giants. See, I think Russ could go to the Giants. I think that's a 
interesting case. Well, what's the difference? Um, I think you're going to give up more for Rodgers than Russ. That's just me. You think you give up more for Rodgers than Russ? Why? I think if Seattle were to trade Russ to New York, I think you get you might be able to sneak away with Daniel Jones and two firsts alone. I think if you're trading Aaron Rodgers to New York, they're going to ask probably a couple defensive starters, first-round picks, and Daniel Jones. That's just me. I think if Rodgers goes deep into the playoffs again, I think he could ask for more. Well, that's just my take. I know, but I don't. I don't get why. Like Russ is younger. Russ is arguably, like, on the same tier as Aaron Rodgers. He's not having the same success this year, but he's dealing with that finger issue. That's definitely hindering his play right now. Aaron Rodgers is like thirty-eight, thirty-nine years old, and he's getting paid more. Is he not? I don't, I don't want to. I believe Rodgers is getting paid thirty-three mil a year on the books. I believe he has two more years left, two or three more years left in his contract, and then he's up for renewal. Russ, I believe Which it's it's two years for Russ's contract. I have Rodgers. It all depends on what the Giants want to do. If they're willing to go boss mode, you know, big go bigger, go home. I think you do give up those pieces for Rodgers well, trying to go win a Super Bowl. Deal. But that's what I'm saying, though. But if you're willing to go get Ross, maybe you do give up a little bit more knowing that you're going to sign him to a big long-term deal. So Rodgers has two years left, like 20, like five-ish a year, and he has an out after this year. That's like Russ. Russ has an out after this year, then he has two. He's signed the next two years for 19 and then 22. That year, that's a... That's a cheap deal for yeah. a guy on his tier. And Rodgers, like, doesn't want to stay in Green Bay. So how? I don't know how you could, like, demand more when, like, Russ, he wanted to stay in Seattle and he, like, made it, like, somewhat clear uh, on Monday Night Football this past, uh, again, in the game against Washington, they interviewed him before. And he was, like, uncertain about his situation, really didn't want to talk about it. He's probably still indifferent. So, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I'd, I think Russ would cost more. It depends. On the, I'm saying it depends on the situation, but that's just my ass. So you're saying? I'm saying Russ is a younger quarterback. He has more of a chance of re-signing with a team and playing like longer as a franchise quarterback. And he's still in the same tier as Rodgers. He isn't maybe as good as Rodgers like right now. Well, but you're saying a potential suitor would have more leverage to trade less for Rodgers because of his situation in Green Bay? Yeah. Okay. I would say you would, if I was trading for – if I was a GM and I was trying to acquire Russell Wilson or Aaron Rodgers, if I feel like my team can win now, I'd go for Rodgers first because I think he'd cost less. Okay. Okay. If I have a team that I don't know if they'll win this year – but I think they'll be great in the future. I trade for Russ, even though it'll cost more. If that makes sense. And looking at it, maybe another fit would be Carolina, but they're they might have to deal with coaching situation because I don't know Brady and Rule haven't been. Don't talk about it. Don't talk I know. About it. I, I'm not happy about it either. Um, Saints might be another situation, but Sean Payton. His quarterback situation for me is really weird. 
Like, will they want to bring back Jameis? Did they see enough from him? They signed Taysom to this big hill. I almost said they signed Taysom to this big hill, to this big deal. Um, yeah. Not going to the Niners, though, because Jimmy G back, baby. Um, I heard the opposite. What? I know. I saw that report, too. That the. We'll get there. They have Trey Lance, too. We'll get so. there. We'll get there. All right. Um, next one for that. We spent a lot of time on that one. Next one for the NFC North. Just real quick. We, we like, barely talked about the suitors. <laughs> that's, that's right. Because I've been at Rogers versus Russ debate. Anyways, Kirk Cousins. Okay. We all know Kirk Cousins, right? Yeah. Minnesota Vikings quarterback. Do we do we think he'll ever be able to get it done in Minnesota? Define get it done. Super Bowl. No. No. Because it's Kirk Cousins. He's not built to win a Super Bowl. Now, knowing that, when is the time to move on? Just play out his contract. I, I didn't get the extension. I didn't get the extension. I agree. Like, I think their window was like the past couple years, and maybe it closes this year, maybe it closes next year. I honestly thought it was going to close this year, but they've been somewhat competent. They're five and six, but they're much better than their record says. They are. Um, they're honestly like seven and four. Their first, what, they started 0-3, and, and all of them were on like last-second scores, I yep. believe. And they lost this week, but mainly because they lost Dalvin Cook in the third. Right. Uh, which, that'll be tough for him this year. Uh, they'll play without Cook for like two or three more games. After this year, he's paid next year for 35 mil. Cousins, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, it was two for 66. Um, yeah, man. I I really don't know. It, I agree. It, yeah. re- it, the extension was kind of... It was weird. Yeah, it was a weird one. Yeah. You remember um never mind. Go ahead, Brett. Yeah, I, I don't know. I I like Kirk Cousins. There's a potential anyone can get it done. Um I think Kirk Cousins could. I just think that I don't think the window's there. It's not. The window's not there for them. Um I don't think Mike Zimmer belongs in Minnesota anymore. There's just a lot of things wrong with Minnesota right now. Um in terms of defense defense and coaching. Um, in my eyes, but I I don't think her I don't think her cousins is gonna get it done in Minnesota. All right, at least with that. All right, I like that. Um, moving on to the AFC South, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I couldn't really come up with anything good in the AFC South. The the Titans, they're down all their offensive guys, so they're they're tough to gauge. The Colts are whatever, and then the and Houston and Jacksonville are. Who's gonna Who's gonna get a higher pick, Houston or Jacksonville? I mean, come on now, come on. But anyways, Jonathan Taylor, MVP? No, no. Do tell, do tell. He's a running back. Do tell. Expand. MVP favorite goes to the quarterback. Um, I feel like this is the same situation as Derrick Henry a little while ago, where you have one running back that's just absolutely dominating the statistical room. And it's Jonathan Taylor right now, but I just don't think he's going to get the love that, you know, an MVP caliber guy gets. Um, I think it's more off to go to a guy like Rodgers, Brady, Stafford, 
We'll see where it goes, but I don't think it's today. Hey, I think if Derrick Henry was healthy, I think he'd be up there in MVP race. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, because Tannehill has been down, and they've missed A.J. Brown and Julio Jones for most of the year. So, Henry, if he stayed healthy, he would have been in there. Because one of the big arguments for Jonathan Taylor winning it is that a lot of the top quarterbacks have been pretty inconsistent. And Derrick Henry, if he kept on that trajectory, the numbers he was putting up, I think he'd have a strong Derrick Henry still leads the league in rushing attempts. And he's been missed for five games. That is, And he's still second. Yes, he's still second in rushing yards. Yep. That is just... He's just... Derrick Henry... You want to know what Derrick Henry is when I look at Derrick Henry? He's a man against... Man among boys. NFC South. What is the biggest roadblock in the way for a Buck Super Bowl repeat? Hmm. I know Ben. I know Ben's answer. That's why I'm asking you first. Ben's answer. Ben, I'll let Ben's gonna look at me. No, nope, go ahead. That, that is a tough question. I'll, I'll be Ben right now. Because the the three teams other than Tampa, in my eyes, are the exact same. Right now, that's just me. Do tell. Um. Yeah. Do tell. Carolina, Newton. Oh. Questionable? Oh, I thought you were talking about the contenders in the NFC. No. No. He no, said, no. We said Tampa Super Bowl. What's the biggest roadblock standing in the way for a Tampa Super Bowl? Yes. Right. But you meant like in terms of the division. No. no. Just like. Them winning. Them going yeah. to the Super Just Bowl like or winning the wise. Super Bowl. Oh. What? Green Bay. Green Bay. Do you believe that? Yes, hundred percent, wholeheartedly. I think watching Green Bay the last three games, I think it's. I think I've pretty much come to the conclusion that I think Green Bay is Super Bowl favorite. Why? Oh, I Why? Hundred percent agree. Um, their offense and defense are debatably top five, maybe even top three in the NFL right now. Um, even without Jair Alexander, Darius Smith, they've still been. Solid. Eric Stokes has been playing up to his potential. Yeah, he's been. Really you have a lot of other guys on the defense. I can't name everyone off the top chart. Oh, I'm of my just head. talking about my uh, boy Rashawn Gary. I love Rashawn, Rashawn Gary. Andre Campbell's been um, a really nice pickup. And then even Kingsley Kiki. Uh, the offense. Yes, he's been really nice. Even for Ben. The offense straight up. You know, I don't think there's anything else to say. I think. Obviously, losing Aaron Jones hurt a little bit, but you have AJ Dillon, who I mentioned at the beginning of the season. He came back though. Did he? Aaron Jones, yeah. He Aaron Jones okay. I didn't played. see the last game, so. I, yeah, he I think okay. they're I think they're kind of easing him into it, though. Yes. But I mean, okay. Good play, yeah. though. Still, A.J. Dillon, solid number two. I thought he should have been the starter if they didn't bring back Aaron Jones and they should have just let him walk. Oh, he would have um, been. Oh, absolutely. Um, and then the wide receiving corpse has still been fantastic. Adams, MVS, Lazard, obviously Tunyon. Um, I just Tunyon's think... Out. He's been out for the year oh my for like yeah. a month and a half. So was it now Mercedes Lewis? Uh, there's Jose Tagore. Jeez. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur. At the end of the day, I I can't say no to that. Yeah. When I when I see the Green Bay Packers, I close my I close my eyes at night. And I think of the NFC playoff race, and I see the Green Bay Packers dogging teams in the playoffs, and that scares me. But 
I mean, it's going to be good for Ben. Ben's going to be on his high horse when that happens. And I feel like that's kind of inevitable right now. <laughs> Moving on, NFC South. <laughs> ben, you want to speak your part? No, on? you skipped me. So no, go ahead. No, speak your part on the Packers. No, I'm, I'm Do good. Do me a favor. Speak no, your part on the all right. No, I'm good. Okay. Um, so besides besides the Bucks, like you were about to get into, the other three teams, Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans, you know, do we see any of these three as playoff teams? Cause no. Because per- personally, you know, you know what I'm saying? No, I do know. I, I am picking up what you're putting down. Right. Um, I think the best team out of the three is Atlanta, in my eyes. Now tell me why. Um, I think they have a lot more potential on defense. Um. In terms of the young talent, in terms of the young talent, AJ Terrell. Are you talking about this year, or like fo- in general? Moving forward, is that what you said? Are you lying? Am I lying? Why would I lie? Oh my God, <laughs> Obviously, the Saints have a better defense right now. That's no question. No, I know, but like even even still, I don't trust Jameis and Taysom. I trust Matt Ryan. Um, do, no, but you're. It? What's his timetable? I don't know, um, but I think New Orleans is set up to have a more better, a much better offense than New Orleans does. I mean, yeah, it's Sean Payton versus Arthur Smith. Obviously, you know who you're going to take in that situation. But Atlanta's been slowly climbing, slowly, slow, ever so slowly. Um, I'm a big fan of Cordero. I like the way they're using him. Um, and then I think Kyle Pitts is finally starting to find his mold. Um, again, he hasn't been the best statistical tight end this season um, the way they were hoping he would be. Um, but if I look at the offense, they still have high-powered guys. When Ridley comes back, they'll have Ridley, Gage, and Olamide Zacchaeus. You have Cordero Patterson, who fits both ways, Kyle Pitts. I still think Atlanta has a pretty decent offense and a young defense that's starting to show signs of getting better. Um, and I think New Orleans is on the down. Um I, I just don't see it in my eyes. I think I, I just I don't trust Jameis to take them the way that Drew Brees did. I, I don't. Even with Sean Payton as coach. You guys can rebuttal, but I think looking at the three teams at the moment, I think Atlanta has the strongest upside for potential. You you told me. You think Atlanta has a better defense set up for the future than the other two? There's there's a potential. Carolina as well. Yes, I know you love Carolina. I'm even taking the Saints over. Really? The Falcons. Okay. The Falcons have Falcons. Grady Jarrett, who's almost 30, if not. Deion Jones, who's up. Eh, no, he's a little younger. A.J. Terrell. Besides that, I'm taking Marshawn Lattimore 10 out of 10 times over A.J. Terrell. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. I'm taking um, the Saints front seven over the Falcons. I'm taking all the Panthers over. Every defense, and I'll die on that hill. Okay, that's fair enough. That's bias, but I'm sticking. Go ahead. So I I want to clarify the question. So is it the rest of the season? Repeat your question. The question is, just are the well, we kind of expanded more into another. But the original question was, are any of these teams playoff teams? That was oh, the this original year? question. Yes. No. Right. Uh, in the future, um, I was, I think the. I think the Saints need multiple pieces. I think the Panthers are a quarterback away from being a playoff team. The, no, the Panthers it, are, are a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender with the right quarterback. Uh, 
not Super Bowl contender because, unfortunately, the coaches have been questionable for me recently. And I hate saying that. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I would say they're a quarterback away from being a playoff contender, which is why they went so hard after Deshaun Watson. Imagine if they actually got that Christian McCaffrey deal done, how good that would look right now. Yeah, well, they didn't do that, so... No, Christian McCaffrey is out for the second time on IR, and they have no, uh, they have a Cam as quarterback, which uh, Cam was five for twenty-one against the Dolphins this past week. I saw a tweet. So I saw a tweet. It wasn't the defensive version of Trevon Diggs or Jameis Winston. Oh, it was like I'm back to throwing like twenty-five percent. It was. It said, "Um, Patriots Cam Newton," and then the unbacked video. Yep, it's foul. Moving on to the AFC West, we got our last set of divisions here. The AFC West. There better be a Broncos question in here. There's a there's a there's a joint one. Go ahead. Chiefs are on top. Yeah. Are they going to hold on to this yeah. for the rest of the year and win the division? Yeah, no question. Yep. Their, their defense has played really really well. The, the past defense has been the biggest thing in the past four games. Yeah. Because the offense had the good game against the Raiders, but otherwise they've been like kind of okay. Yeah. Yeah, the, the defense has really stepped up these past few weeks and helped out. BC, do you see uh, the Chiefs holding on to this division for the rest of the year? Yeah, I think that's the assumption. Right. Um, I don't. I don't see why you shouldn't. Right. Um, I th- I think the biggest team that could probably put up a fight is Vegas still. Um, why are you guys looking at me like I have three heads? It's Vegas. They lost to the Broncos. Who have no one on offense besides their two running backs. Well, well that's very hurtful. What? Jerry Judy? And Who's Cortland got what? Sutton. Three targets a game? Corlin Sutton. Sutton hasn't put up in a 100-yard game in, I don't know what, five, six games? Dalton Reisner. He's got like three targets. Albert O. had a touchdown this week. Didn't Ooh, he? Albert Abukwebunam. <laughs> I love the right? Broncos to death, but they're not giving the offense enough support. Albert Abukwebunam. If Vegas can go into Dallas and put up a rut that they did, and then the Chargers proceed to lose to it seemed like the Broncos, who is known in the past not to have as much offensive success. Hold on. All jokes aside, how, can you slow? How do you pronounce that? Abuka Webinam. Abuka Webinam. Mm-hmm. That's gonna take some time. Good thing no offense to number one because I can pronounce fan a lot more than Abuka. Abuka Webinam. But the Bronco, the Broncos' run game dominates the offense. Even when you have all those guys all right, all in the right. past game. We're talking about the other teams. Yeah, Vegas. All right, ready? Oh, the other three teams are all six and five. Yeah. How do the chips fall for the other guys? Oh, for all the other teams? Who makes Who's in, who's out for the playoffs I for think, the other three teams? I think Vegas gets the wild card between the three. Um, I think <laughs> that's just me. I think Vegas gets it. Um, do you really have that much faith in, Ve- absolutely. in the Raiders? Yes. I did like a month ago, but then I saw them play. Play Continue. for the Giants? Continue. Play in general. <laughs> I I have faith in the Raiders. I do. You want to hear my answer? None of them. Don't tell me I'm wrong. The Ravens, the Patriots, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Bengals, the Bills, Hold on, and the name Colts. That, name the, um, the wild card teams right now. The wild card teams? Yeah, right now. Patriots, Bills, loser. Ravens, Bengals, loser, and the Colts. I would, I think the only team that's only team I'd maybe question is the Bengals. Well, I was gonna say like, well, I have to. I 
probably say maybe look at the Colts, uh, see how their schedules. Uh, Do you remember what I said at the beginning of the year? What was that? Yeah, um, and then you proceeded to say no, and now you're saying yes again. Look, you know what? Carson Wentz, he, he's, he's fooled me many I've times been... with injuries. It's about time I fool him, <laughs> so you know? The, the Colts, he's fool. he's the been Colts... so on and off with me. I'll be on and off with him now, too. The Colts will I, be— I, You know what? Dis- I'm sorry, Ben. Despite, despite, all this, despite all this, you know, up and down with Carson Wentz, I'm believing him, and I was like, no, that was a, I, I did say, I will say, that was a bad take. No, I'm saying it's great again. Want to know why? Because— Win, lose, or tie. It's Carson Wentz, slide, die. Go ahead, Ben. That was rough. Um, the Colts. Shout out, Shout out AG, too. The Colts have the Texans, the Pats, the Cardinals, the Raiders, the Jags. Probably have to look at schedule for this. Um, would actually be interesting to see. Uh, but, yeah, just if we're basing it based off, like, not schedule, the Colts are beating all three of the West teams. Because the Colts have been more consistent just because they've at a worse record, they have a better uh, differential. Two of them are really in the negative, the Raiders and the Chargers. And the Broncos just have good defense. So that's why they're up there. You can put you can put the Colts offensive line and just Jonathan Taylor out there in the Wildcat formation every single play against any of the AFC West teams, and it's still... Well, that's a little absurd. But... No, I'm... This is a joke. All right, NFC West, last one. You guys ready for the last one? Yep. You guys enjoying this? How are you guys enjoying this so far? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm riled up. This is this is a good one. It's a good one. I know Ben's, Ben's very uh, condescending in his ways. You're so mean. <laughs> All right, moving on. I know Ben's going to like this one. Shout out shout out JC on this one. I know of JC. I wish JC was here. Can we get him on a call right now? Cause uh, he's, in he is in he's in Puerto Rico. He is in Puerto Rico. He's in Puerto Rico. Can the 49ers make a playoff run? If so, Doug, they're in the playoffs right now. Okay. How, how would they make a playoff run? A playoff, in playoff run in the once in the playoffs. Can they make a run? Oh, and if so, if so, how serious do we take them? Ben, go. Can they make a run? No. If Debo Samuel didn't get hurt and he hasn't been dealing with like groin and hamstring injuries all year, I'd consider. Know what that it. means? Um. Yeah, Debo Samuel is pretty much their <laughs> offense. So the fact that <laughs> the fact that he's been dealing with these lower leg injuries uh, pretty much over the past month, he's played through. Uh, he's played through like majority of it, but uh, he's going to miss a couple weeks now. Um, and yeah, just those top four, top five teams in the NFC still prevents it from the Niners doing too much because right. if it was only like two top teams then mm-hmm. of course they can make a run because any team can make a run but it's going to be tough going through like going through green bay then like i don't know dallas and then going through like arizona or tampa they're gonna get smacked by one of them yeah like going through like two or three of those teams bc you agree or do you it's have a uh gonna be tough counter argument there um i didn't realize the 49ers were in the playoffs i didn't look at the picture you know um, who else is in Washington. Yeah, they are. Good for them. I, I, I saw the way they've been playing, they deserve it. Um, but I don't think the 49ers will make a playoff run, per se. Um, I still don't know what the heck's going on with Jimmy G. Um, is there any information that I'm missing in terms yeah, what of what did what did you hear? Yeah. Because I heard... I've seen that he's thrown 100... Uh, I, th- I meant in terms of contracts. Yeah, like his future with the yeah. San Fran. Because I saw a few days ago because that, he that they're gonna move on from him. 
if you have, or they're going to look to trade him in the offseason. I you, saw like a tweet on like that was moved onto like Instagram, and then I tried to look it up, and there was nothing there. So no I don't validity know validity to it. Yeah, okay. it will. It said it was coming from like Rappaport or something, which I didn't see anything like that. Okay. To me though, Why? like, oh, go ahead. They can make a run like they did before. I don't know. To me, if you're if you're gonna draft a franchise quarterback second overall, and then continually draw the leash out for Jimmy Garoppolo, I don't see it as making sense. You want to hear my argument but for that? It, listen, ride the high horse. Keep letting Jimmy G do what he does. He's yeah. he's applying pressure to Trey Lance. That's that's all he's doing. But if if you're gonna use all that stock on a quarterback second overall, then why are you just gonna have him sit the bench? That's just a waste of a pick in my eyes. Well, look, so Jimmy G, he's on co- under contract for next year. Yep, and he's a free agent. If he's playing how he is, you know, a fishing game manager, you just gotta keep him in. In my opinion, the whole hand? you know. I feel like a 70 winning percentage when he's under center. Why right. would you change that? Plus, but, it would just be an Alex Smith, Patrick Mahomes thing. I say for this season you keep Jimmy G in, but for the future, right. I don't even know what they're doing. At this point, I don't know. I don't know what the 49ers are doing. Um, but yeah, that's just my thing. And the last one, uh, Ben would like to read it. This one specifically for Brett. Uh, I have to read it? Hi, right, Brett. I'll read it. Uh, what can the Seahawks do in order to win another ring with Russell Wilson? Break it down for us, BC. Break it down for us. Starts with the defense, man. Okay. Brutal. What What do we need to upgrade here? Uh, secondary first. Okay. Um, we're, now, what can we? What can, where can we look to acquire a piece in the secondary to help out? Because they they tried the J- Jamal Adams route. I don't even think he's a safety, to be honest with you. They've been playing him a little bit more as like a a Jabril Peppers kind of hybrid. I think he belongs as a middle linebacker, inside linebacker kind of guy. Someone someone like a Hassan Reddick kind of guy. Someone that can just rush the quarterback, able to apply pressure. Oh, that's where you're saying Jamal Adams? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were saying that's who they should get. I was no, no, no. like a lot of emphasis No, on you that bring thing. Jamal Adams away from safety. You play him at linebacker. Then you go out and get a couple safeties and corners in the draft. I think that's what they should use this first-round pick on in the draft is mm-hmm. – a they don't have their corner. first. Yeah. They it's traded it to they traded it. The, the Jets for Jamal oh, Adams. Oh, Jamal Adams. Um, I that actually was that's why the Jets have like multiple like top four picks. I read a tweet, and it's not... Um, what, that the Jets and the Giants have like... I thought they already used that. Multiple pick, picks in the top like six. No, they were, there were two. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's like the, the Jets, Jags. The Jets? Jets, Jets, Jags. The, right, now, Giants. right now in the... Right now in the draft, the Jets have the fourth and fifth pick. The Giants have the sixth and seventh, and Philly has the eighth and ninth. Jeez, it goes Jets, Jets, Giants, Giants, Philly, Philly, and that's from the Jets have their pick from number four pick from Seattle, Jamal Adams. The Giants have the seventh pick from Chicago, trading up for Justin Fields, where the Giants traded back for Kadarius Tony, and Philly has a pick from Miami for G. The Waddle pick. Yes, good one. They traded back and then traded back in. Uh, I mean, needless to say, they're not going to keep going with your rebuild of the Seahawks. I'm interested. I think you use at least your second round pick on a cornerback. 
Okay, that so, needs to be top priority. Okay. Um, you you have to lock up Dwayne Brown if you want any chance of keeping Russell Wilson. Um, he needs protection. Dwayne Brown's obviously the most reliable offensive lineman out of that group, and you're not really looking at much there. But um, okay, so second round. So we got a corner, a corner so far. Okay. I what about he, in like free agency or like trades? Well, I don't know their cap situation per se. I know They're it's there. in terms of money or in terms of their strapped. I believe they don't have much to work with, but we'll see. You could have just typed it into, into that website because that's a payroll website. I will okay, throw – can, can you do me a favor for two seconds? Look up how much Chris Carson's under contract for. He's right there. All right, Chris Carson – or you mean Christopher Carson? Christopher Carson. Christopher Carson is on a two-year, $10.4 million deal. And so he's... What is this? So he's this year, next year, and then what is this? I lost money because he was injured. <laughs> That's a horrible <laughs> <laughs> So what's is he under contract for the next few years? What is this? Uh, it's an option. Okay. Regardless, though, I think you trade away Carson. Um... I don't think he's the answer in the backfield. If you're going to be healthy okay. for four or five out of the, what, 17 games that you but play? But here's the thing. Does does the return on Chris Carson get you something bigger? Like, what is his value for trading him? Like, wh- what Free would you expect cap space with nothing that they have? Yeah, but they just, like, sign him this past offseason. What would you expect to get for Chris Carson? What would I expect to get out of Chris Carson? Yeah, on, like, a trade. At best, probably a third round pick and maybe another defensive player. Okay, that's what I would um, say. Seattle, I got a lot of money with cap. Seattle has fifty three point seven mil. All right, so if you're looking at it for twenty twenty three, you probably take five or four away for draft reservations. So you're probably looking at about forty eight, forty nine mil. Um, I think you go out, sign a corner in free agency to help lock it down. Um, I'm not sure what the market is. Yeah, I'm. Maybe you go out and sign Joe Hayden to a one-year deal. It's getting interesting. This is um, really getting interesting. Where is you go and sign Joe Hayden to a one-year deal oh, potentially. Um, Patrick Peterson, I believe right. he's on a one-year deal Are in you Minnesota. Um, so, you can go out and get him. Hold on, ready? We're going to look at the cornerbacks for you. You want cornerbacks or all secondary? Corner. Okay, strictly cornerback corner. market. You have to click update. Yep. So for the cornerback market, the top corner is Stephon Gilmore. You have Joe Hayden, you have Kyle Fuller, Chris Harris, Pat Pete, Bryce Callahan, um, who else? Darius Williams, who the Rams will probably lock Xavier up. Xavier Rhodes. Yeah. J.C. Jackson. I think they go out and get... Rashad Breeland. I think they go out and get a couple of veteran guys. Desmond King. I could definitely see Rashad Breeland going to Seattle. Um, I could see Patrick Peterson going to Seattle. Um... The one that I heard, and I've seen him play before, so I understand how he works, Bryce Callahan. I think he's a great fit in Seattle. You need someone that can lock up the nickel and dime. Bryce Callahan knows how to do it well. He's had proven success in Denver. Um, he wouldn't he wouldn't be a bad fit in Seattle. I like that. You can get him on a cheap deal as well. Same thing with Patrick Peterson. You could probably get him on a two- or three-year cheap deal um, if you go out and sign him. Um, I'd avoid guys like Stephon Gilmore. You're going to have to pay big bucks for them. And seeing where they're at right now, I don't think they're ready for that yet. Um, so you're looking for 
low I'm looking value for temp- vets. Old value vets that can you can get on cheap deals that will hold the fort down until you can get bigger pieces on defense in the draft. Um, I think that's where they need to do what they need to do right now. If you're going to trade away Carson, it's strictly for draft capital. Um, you have Gerald Everett at tight end. I don't think that's horrible. Your offense is fine. Uh, yeah, I think of, I think their offense is fine. Other than the wise. offensive line, I don't like the offensive line. Right. But. Um, I think you're fine with Metcalf and Lockett. You just have to be wary of their contracts. Save a lot of that cap for when you have to extend them. If you want to extend both of them, Dude, which should be their like top you, priority, yeah, yeah, you have to. Um, and if you, I think, I think, like I mentioned, the biggest step for winning Russell Ring is just fixing the defense because it's gone from great to pretty horrible. It's not good. Not only pretty pretty horrible, historically bad. Historically bad. Yeah, they had they that were historically bad in the first half of last year. The the three to four year window they had was very good. The one thing I will compliment them on the pass rush has been a little bit better than I expected. Deron Taylor and Carlos Dunlap have actually paired up to be pretty solid. Um, I like where they're going with that. I think they used the Deron Taylor pick wisely from Tennessee. Um, but other than that, the secondary needs to be worked on. That yeah. that's my biggest priority. You want to hear my rebuild for the Seahawks? Let's go. I got two words. They don't. They trade Russell Wilson. That no shot that they are. No Sean Moreno? But that, that wasn't the question, though. The what question? do they have to do to give Russ a ring? If you they have Russ. to trade him. Because Russell Wilson ain't winning another ring with the Seahawks. They need too much fixing between the O-line and the defense that they're not able to do with the picks that they currently don't have uh, that Russ would provide them. Only thing that would like even make me consider keeping him is he's got a generational wide receiver in Metcalf, and he's got someone great with Lockett to back him up, but the coach isn't right. The defense isn't right. They aren't protecting him right. And he's also dealing with an injury right now. Four things right there that, like, especially in a division that is as strong as the NFC West. Strong. Strong. Um, Niners are always going to be competitive as long as they've got Kyle Shannon and a good uh, core of defensive players. The Rams are going all in right now, but they're still going to be competent. And then the Arizona Cardinals are on the up and coming, so it's just not the right time for Seattle. Like, if they're in a division week, like the South, like the AFC South or something, maybe you'd consider otherwise, but yeah. I don't I don't think there's another shot that uh, Russ gets a ring in Seattle, and I think the right move in the offseason is to trade him. They should have traded him last offseason in hindsight. It's hindsight bias 2020, but they should do it this offseason. And it's tough to do that because he's a top four quarterback in the league. But this was really fun, guys. Got to be done. That was fun. This was really fun. Thank you, guys. Um, super random thought, but I know BC. Well, you're a random person. BC, yeah, yeah that's no gaba. Well, BC will appreciate this. But I was thinking after seeing all this, Jonathan Taylor, you know, how he's like took a big jump in his second year and he was great in his first year over a thousand yards as a rookie rookie running back you know who I see taking that jump Javante 
I think he's special. Yeah. I think he's so special. I think Melvin Gordon is – they're just going to let him walk. There's no need. I, I think Javante is like the next <laughs> the next big thing. Brett, what would you do if they re-signed Melvin Gordon? <laughs> I, I would be pretty upset. Um, I don't think Peyton does that. Knowing, <laughs> I think he'd be more than upset. I, I know I would be more than upset, and I'm not even a Broncos fan. Considering what Gordon's done. Oh, he's been very good. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be on the ground crying, right. but I, I'd i be disappointed. Obviously, you have so much, so much potential in Javante Williams. But would, it, would it make you more upset, them re-signing him or Drew Locke not starting next year? Uh, <laughs> I was going to say neither. re-signing Teddy Bridgewater. Resign, yes. And keeping Vic Fangio. And keeping your no, I, offense. I wouldn't be opposed to keeping Fangio. I would be opposed to keeping Shermer. He's horrible. How do you pronounce... Um, we're just doing like Broncos Broncos Daily now. Broncos talk. Yeah, how how do you pronounce the O-lineman's name? Um, he was drafted 2019 or last year, I believe. Natane Moody? Natane Moody? Yep. It's Moody? Natane Muti. Muti, Muti, N- I believe. Natane Muti. He's looking at me. I don't know. I believe it's Natane Muti. Okay, thank you. Um, then you have Reisner, Cushenberry, and Lloyd. Poor Bobby Macy, man. Got her last game. How about um, the belly? Belly's starting. They did, they promoted him, I believe, two weeks ago. So he's now starting right was guard. He, was he a D three guy? D one. Wisconsin Whitewater. Wisconsin Whitewater, I believe, is D one. Uh, no, look that up. They're a low D one. I think they're FCS. I thought I thought he was like a other division guy. Oh, hold on. No, I'm thinking of um. Oh, the guy. Remember the during the draft, the combine where he made that he made that protein shake with the raw eggs. What's that O lineman's name? He went to um. You guys are looking at me. Just oh. to interrupt. Wisconsin Whitewater is D three. They are D three. Okay. Wow. Okay. This year. Yes, he put Gatorade in like. No, he's not with the Broncos. Is he a first rounder? No. Second rounder? No. No. I don't care. That was mean. That was rude. Said I don't care. Should we move into our stand sessions? No, because I need to find this man's name. I need to find this man's name. Ben Barch. Ben Barch plays for Jacksonville. Six six three ten, a mountainous man. If you ask. Rowdy Tellez going back to the Brewers, avoiding arbitration. As of this recording. Let's get Rowdy with it. Yeah, he went two or three. He Ben Barch. Alex Green takes all my lines. Anyways, <laughs> um, it's I love it though. <laughs> stands, stands. Mike, kick us off, man. Do you mind if I steal your guy? Go ahead. Taking PS two. Yes, sir. Patrick, yes, sir. Patrick Sertan the second. What have I said? What have I said? He's he's legit. Two picks. RB RB one. QB. Q. Wow, C- I can't talk. CB1. CB1. PS2. My goodness. Two picks, one of them in the end zone, and one of them a pick six. 
just insane, and he's been he's been lugging boys up all year. I don't think he's allowed a single touchdown this he's season. He's been. Uh, all right, one touchdown. <laughs> he mossed the. Hey, that, that was a, that was a, that was a great touch though. Was beautiful. Now, PS2 has just been playing playing at a high level. He was my number one corner coming into the draft. Love PS2. Love to see him on Denver. I really like Denver's team. I just I just want them to get a, a competent quarterback. Um, Drew Locke's not the guy, despite popular Brett Chubbs. No, I'm with you. But, no, just love love PS2. Got to show love to PS2. You know I got to show love to my defense guy. I love PS. Boop. Quack. Taking the Oregon quack, quack. Bully. Does a little dance like a little. Oh, oh. oh I got Jalen Waddle, baby. Oh, yeah. I'm like a penguin quack. He finally did it. Tua finally did it. Can you stop talking about the penguins? Oh, my God. Speaking of the penguins, got bought up by Fenway Sports Group. LeBron owns well, the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're talking about Jalen Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Phenomenal game. Jalen Waddle. Love Jalen Waddle. Better than Jamar Chase? And maybe. And eh, probably not. But Jalen Waddle Waddle's pretty good. He had nine catches for like 130 no, plus yards. 137 yards. Thank you, Peanut Gallery. Um, best game of the year. Uh, Tua's been phenomenal this past month and finally getting the ball to Jalen Waddle. Both in the end zone and throwing the deep ball to him, he had this big like forty yard catch uh, with a bunch of yak on it as well. Yeah, phenomenal. Uh, Jalen Waddle adding to my list of jerseys I potentially want. He's a beautiful player. Yeah, I like Jalen Waddle a lot. And he's my first stand. You know, when I was doing my draft scouting, I had, I only had one weakness for Jalen Waddle, and that one weakness was that he has trouble slowing down on short routes. Well, that's all they thrown to him as short routes. So he's learning quickly in Miami. I want him more long routes. Jalen Waddle back with Twat Tungamalunga. Love it. Who? Hurtful. Who? Twat Tungamalunga. Alright. Tungamalunga moving on here. Um. <laughs> Tongue loving? <laughs> Tongue loving with Tua? Yeah, that's a good one. Go ahead, though. I'm, I apologize. I'm a, I'm, a <laughs> I'm a Joe Mixon stan. 28 attempts, 165 yards, two tutties. Joe Schmixon has been... <laughs> Joe Schmeet. He's been very good in Cincinnati this season. I think the biggest part, though, is because he's been healthy. Um, I don't think he's missed a single game for Cincinnati all year, other than maybe one. But he missed, he's missed like one or two yet. Yeah, but still, Damn. Joe Mixon has been very solid the past five or six games. Zach Taylor has been using him a lot in the offense. Big fan. He's been producing. My schmosh Mixon stand. You, you guys are you guys are gonna think I'm wild for this, but I'm showing love for my guy. I'm a John Franklin Myers stan. Who is that? Who? <laughs> John Frank. Thank you, G. John Franklin Myers is the D tackle alongside Qu- alongside Quinn Williams of the New York Jets. I was going to say Quincy Williams. <laughs> John- no, I know what you're talking about. It was like off of. Uh... No, it was Quincy. 
Oh, okay. Pick, oh, it was off of him. Oh, pick okay. and two sacks on the day, and he got paid four-year, $55 million just a few weeks back for the Jets. Once I was looking at the Jets' depth, actually. Once they get Carl Lawson back, they're going to have a really solid D-line. They're going to have... They're going to have Quinter Williams, Sheldon Rankins, JFM, and then Carl Lawson. We'd love to see it. Bopey, your turn. Quack, quack. If you pick the defensive guy on Miami, I'm going to hug you and love you forever. On Miami? Yeah. The rookie. I didn't realize Robert Hunt played both sides of the ball. Who's the defensive guy that you're talking about? Jalen Phillips. No, I'm not talking about Jalen Phillips. Okay, talk then. I'm talking about Rasul Douglas. Yes, Lord. Another pick six. Well, I shouldn't say another pick six. Another big time pick for Rasul. Big play Rasul. I was <laughs> whispering. <laughs> big play Rasul. We need to come up with another name. Flip. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> it's like Trevon. He had, he had the big Kendrick pick Bourne. six against the Rams. Ice the game for the pack. He had that big catch. It's AJ Green who didn't know what was going on a couple Sundays ago. Yeah, Rasul Douglas. That was a Thursday, yeah. Well, who cares? Uh, Rasul Douglas. Rasul Douglas. Shout out to Elijah Mitchell. Shout out JC. Hey, you know I have a good nickname for Rasul Douglas instead of Big Play Rasul. Big Schmuggless Douglas. <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> B BC. Cat this one off for us. Cat this uh, one he's off. Picking a kicker. He's picking a winner. I got a legitimate reason this time. Oh, my God. Nathaniel Carlson, Stan, oh again. Turkey leg. Yeah. Again. I didn't this dude scored the most points out of any Raider this past Thursday. Beautiful. Five for five. Long as 56. Dale Carlson, man. Enjoy that turkey leg all weekend and all week. I'm a Daniel Carlson stand. When you say the most points out of any Raider, are you talking fantasy or, like, real life? No, real life. He had real 18 life. total points. Oh, okay. Yeah. The okay. Beast Carlson. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say fantasy. That's all I'll say. He really had some doubts in me. He thought I was going to say fantasy. Dan the leg? You would have been, like, Dan completely the man. wrong if it was fantasy. Dan Carl, the man. Carl the leg. Carl Schmoral. Surprised you didn't say uh, Leonard. Playoff Lenny? Lombardi Lenny? How did neither of you say that? I left that. I had Schmo Schmixon. All right, shout out Playoff Lenny. Shout out Derek Carr. My favorite all-time, one of my favorite tweets, I'll never forget this, it's Leonard Fournette last year at the, at the Bucks Parade. When he said, it's so hot out here, I thought JPP had all ten fingers. <laughs> Love that. Well, that's, uh, that's a great spot to end it off here. So uh, Shout out JPP. Shout out that. It has been episode 14 here of the Three and Out podcast. For Brett Shavs, Mike Chigetti, I'm Ben Pope. See you later. We'll see you next time. Brett Shavs. We'll see, 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 see.